The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Stacking the Box. We are officially officially in the second half of the NFL season with Week 10 uh, in the books. And strap in because there are some fun games ahead in Week 11, specifically the primetime games, which is going to be fun because we actually have not had a lot of great primetime games uh, this season. It is myself, Ian McMillan, at Ian McBets, joined, uh, of course, by uh, always by Sterling Holmes at Homestretch KC. Sterling, how are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm really good. Um, as a Chiefs fan, somehow they had the best buy ever. Like, yes, it could not have been better. Uh, Everything always goes well for the Chiefs, once again. Yeah, uh-huh. apparently the refs somehow rigged this one as well. Uh, but it was great. Honestly, even some of the games that we didn't know were going to be good ended up with uh, a great game. There was, what, five walk-off? Now, yep. six walk-off field goals, I think, if you count last night's game. Yeah. Um, it was awesome, man. We went into last week saying, oh, great. This is a bummer. No Chiefs, no Eagles, no Dolphins. And we ended up being pleasantly surprised. Yeah, uh, a lot of great finishes. Unfortunately, one of the great finishes was against my Falcons. My Falcons are, are dead. They're done. They're finished. Uh, and I lost three bets this weekend by one point each. Um, but it was an exciting <laughs> week nonetheless. i uh, got a lot to talk about this show. But first, uh, as always, football fans, guess what? Uh, Super Draft DFS, they host daily fantasy prop games where you can compete for a chance to win cash prizes. The game is simple. For each contest, you are given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick whether each prop will go over or under the given total. You can choose up to eight different props for a bigger win. Uh, If you want to join in on the action, we've got you covered. Sign up with our promo code FAN today and receive a deposit match up to $20. You will also receive a free pick in your first game. Think of it like a free square and bingo or a free leg to a parlay. Use code FAN when signing up, and that not only gets you these great rewards, also uh, lets you directly support our podcast. So make sure to use the promo code FAN, F-A-N, when you sign up. This offer is uh, only available to new customers who are 18-plus or 19-plus in Alabama, 21-plus in Massachusetts, and physically present in valid states, which I believe is most of them. Uh, Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Uh, Super Draft DFS promo code FAN. Your mustache, by the way, I have to get this out of the way. Looking luxurious. Thank you. La- I appreciate la- that. Last week it was a smattering of a stash. This week it's full grown. You've gone lumberjack on me. Yeah, I, I can't decide if I like it or if I find it disgusting. Um, I, I kind of flip flop every day. 
but it is grown in a lot better this week. As a man who's had a mustache a lot in his life, um, it's great until this time of year. You say, well, well, why, Sterling? It keeps your upper lip warm. Mm. gives you warmth during the cold days. And you say, that's great. Then you try eating soup. You try eating <laughs> soup, soup, and it's a disaster. You try mm. eating some chili or a pot roast and the juices. No, you don't like that. You try drinking a beer with a mustache when it gets a little longer. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's soup season, so I, I do see that being an issue. I haven't had any soup since since I've had this mustache, but I'll uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, I am growing this mustache for for November. So uh, if you do want to donate uh, to my Movember page, you can find that on my Twitter page. It's raising money for men's health. That is why I'm growing this mustache. Uh, goal of raising a thousand dollars, and we're uh, at the halfway point. So um, halfway through the month, halfway through to the goal. Uh, check out my Twitter page if you want to see the link to that. Uh, all right, let's talk NFL. As always, we've got to recap uh, the biggest winners and losers from week 10. Sterling, do you want to go first? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, do you want yeah. to give out your winner or loser first? Well, I'll do winner. I'm optimistic because I'm optimistic about Joshua Dobbs. Mm. I mean, dude wins games. It's what he does. It's crazy to me. This guy's bounced around the NFL from bad team to bad team, gets an opportunity to fill in on a team that finally got back to 500. And what does he do? He wins, and not just for the Vikings. This is a situation where he's earned himself a lot of money going forward because at worst, he is now going to be Tyrod Taylor. At worst, he's now going to be Chase Daniel. At worst, he's going to be bouncing around the NFL as a backup quarterback for the next, I don't know, decade. And maybe, just maybe, he bought himself a shot at a starting quarterback job somewhere. Now, I don't know. Are you going to hitch your wagon to Josh Dobbs? I mean, he's had a lot of time in the NFL. Obviously, that's not uh, gone his way. But you can't deny the results right now. Stepping in, not knowing dudes' names, and finding ways to win. And by the way, without Justin Jefferson, without K.J. Osborne, Josh Dobbs, hat tip to you. I'm out on Josh Jobs. I agree. He's he's a winner in the sense that he's done enough now that he will be a backup quarterback at, at the very least for the rest of his career. Good for him. I'm glad. I mean, I always like seeing people succeed, but I, I refuse to believe he's actually a good quarterback. Um, and I will be betting against the Vikings for as long as he's their quarterback. But but the thing is, he's done it without two of, first off, their best wide receiver and then their wide receiver three. Yeah. He has for two games. One of them being against my Falcons, which is now a team that has lost three straight games to three quarterbacks making their season debut with that team. I get it. He's played Atlanta in New Orleans, but New Orleans at least has a decent defense, right? We can, yeah, we can, do. We, we can agree there. And then yep. Denver's a test. Again, Denver's not great, but they've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten Buffalo. They've forced a ton of turnovers. Okay. Now, maybe the handoff to James Cook. <laughs> maybe not. They didn't really force that one. But again, this would be a good test for Dobbs. I'm all in on the vibes with with uh, Josh Dobbs here. Uh, my winner of the week is the Houston Texans. Uh, I snagged that one. I figured you might go that way, direction, Sterling, but I snagged that one on you. I feel like we've talked about the Houston Texans uh, as the winner of the week a few weeks in a row. But once again, not only to uh, they beat the Bengals in one of the best games of the week, um, but uh, that Bengals loss plus the Bills loss on Sunday night football or sorry, Monday night football against the Broncos. Um, is huge for them in their playoff chances. If the NFL regular season ended today, the Houston Texans would be in the playoffs as the number seven seed. And not only that, uh, I'm going to double check this, but now I believe they're just one game back of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, only one game back of the Jaguars for 
the division lead in the AFC South, and they've already beaten the Jaguars once this season, so they have that head-to-head tiebreaker as of right now as well. Uh, they play them again here in a couple weeks. So Houston Texans, and we're going to talk about it later. C.J. Stroud already locked to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Might just be a lock, or not a lock, but he's uh, might just be a contender to win NFL MVP in his rookie season. Uh, we've talked about it before the past couple of weeks, Sterling, but how fun would it be to be a Texans fan right now? You got your quarterback of the future. You got your coach of the future. You got uh, a couple pieces on defense, uh, young pieces on defense. It's it's there might not be any fan base that has, that is happier and more excited right now than the Houston Texans. I think the best off season of all time, maybe going from the worst team in the NFL last year to completely cleaning house and seemingly hitting a home run on every addition that you made in the off season. It's incredible, man. I mean, it really is. It is a phenomenal turn for the Houston Texans. Those fans deserve it. Um, you know, I do feel bad for Panthers fans, I feel bad for Bears fans because, I again, I, I said then, uh, and the Bears at least have a future still. They have a whole bunch of draft capital coming their way. Maybe they get a better quarterback. But you're playing that game of, okay, you wait a year. What happens now? You know, is Justin Fields still your guy? You have no idea. You still have no idea. And I said maybe you take a, a shot on C.J. Stroud if you don't believe in Justin Fields. Well, look what he's done in Houston. Maybe could have done the same thing with, quite frankly, maybe even more talent in Chicago didn't happen Houston fans crack up a cold one this one's for you yeah uh unbelievable turnaround all right what is your biggest loser of the week I think I think everyone if you had to ask every single person who the biggest loser was from this past week I think we'd all have the same answer yeah, it's the Bills, man. We'll yeah. talk about it in more detail in a little bit, but it's the Bills. Uh, they fall to 500. This was their easy game. This should have been their get-right game because you look at their schedule, and it is brutal. I talked about it with Matt Verderam before the season started. We said the Bills might be a really good team, and they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Like, I believe in the Bills. I still think they're a good team. You know, they put up that many points. They moved the ball. They had four turnovers. And it wasn't just turnovers that Denver caused. I mean, how often is James Cook going to fumble? How often is James Cook, James Cook not going to be able to take the handoff from a uh, from Josh Allen? You know, Josh Allen will obviously throw interceptions, which is why I'm not throwing that into the equation. Although I will say one of the interceptions was directly off his receiver's hands, right? How often is that going to happen in any given uh, game? And quite frankly, you still should have won. They didn't, though. Everything that could have gone wrong for the Bills has gone wrong for the Bills this season. But yeah, we're going to talk about the Bills a little bit later because they just might be toast. Uh, my biggest loser of the week is the NFC South as a whole. Um, they stink. Uh, we kind of figured the NFC South was going to be the worst division of football. They actually got off to a hot start. I think I think three of the four teams were 2-0 and oh after the first two weeks, and now they suck. Uh, the Saints, 5-5. Five and five, Buccaneers, 4-5. and five, My Falcons, 4-6. and six, The Panthers, 1-8. Uh, Saints and Falcons lost this past week. Uh, Buccaneers did win, to be fair. They kind of just got back in the mix now uh, in the NFC South. But, man, the winner of this division might be like 8-9. It's tough. This this whole division stinks. Yeah, uh, we knew it going in. They kind of started off hot, and maybe we got a little um, enthusiastic. Not about the Falcons. I know you did. But for me, I go, okay, are the, are the Saints legitimately decent? Like, are they actually a good team? Um, no, they're not. They're, they're not a good team. Derek Carr's cheeks, he's buns. Um, then you look at, uh, the Bucks and Baker Mayfield's hot start is a thing of the past. 
Um, defense is not quite as good as we once thought. The offense obviously is not as good as we once thought. There's not a good team in that division. No. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they are my biggest losers of the week. Uh, injury updates before we get into the top story here. Uh, no huge ones. Uh, Taylor Heineke uh, went down for my Falcons. They're entering a bye week. So we'll see who starts a quarterback when they come out of the bye week. Uh, Derek Carr, also for the Saints, also on a bye week, uh, got injured. We'll see his status. The Falcons and Saints will play against each other after their bye week in week 12. Was that the uh, most Jameis Winston game of all time, though? He comes back in the game as the they're just down. They're, they're, they're seemingly out of it. He throws two quick touchdowns, just looks electric, and then a back-breaking uh, turnover, right? You're just like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that's the Jameis Winston experience. That's, that's what he does. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, uh, but I would rather see that. At least it's fun. Um, it was nice to see a little Jameis Winston uh, experiment. Uh, yeah, and he, he used Chris Olave instead of just 37 checkdowns to Alvin Kamara a game. I mean, yeah, yeah who, who would have thought that might be more effective? Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Stanley went down for the Ravens. Um, didn't return. No update on how serious uh, that uh, injury was. And Quan Alexander did have a serious injury uh for the pittsburgh steelers uh so that was a big one uh for the steelers defense moving forward there looks like it's probably a season ending torn achilles Mm, that sucks man um all right top story and i think it's uh i think it's everyone's top story it's are the bills toast Uh, a team that was looked at as a potential super bowl uh maybe not favorite this year but a super bowl contender at the conclusion of week 10 they're now five and five they are the number 10 seed in the afc and things do not get easier for this Bills team the rest of the way. One of the toughest schedules, actually the fourth toughest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. Games against the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, and Dolphins left on their schedule. Um, are they are they toast? Are they are they are they not going to make the playoffs? No, I still didn't make the playoffs. Wow, um, really? They might yeah, only man. be able to lose one more game. Yeah, I get it. Um, I think they are still such a talented team. And maybe it's because I am a Chiefs fan and I, I've seen them perpetually um, find a way to make games close. They find a way to win games um, against good teams. I still believe in Josh Allen to an extent. Like he's got to cut back on the turnovers, obviously. But even with those two interceptions, one, again, not necessarily being his fault, those two fumbles are not on him. I mean, the Bills' favorite breakfast pastry was a turnover that game. They, they loved the cherry turnover. That's what they were doing every single possession. And they still found a way to put up, what, 24, 22 uh, points? Yeah. They are explosive. They're injured. And that, I think, is the bigger takeaway, especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? No Matt Milano. And you can saw how big of an impact that was last night. There was an, a, a play where Matt Milano, I don't think it's cooked by whoever it was going across the middle. That linebacker had no idea where to be. I'm just sitting here going, yeah, Matt Milano ain't having that happen to him. Uh, but again, that's part of the game. That's, that's football. We've talked about injuries every single week. Uh, I think they weathered the storm. I think they find a way to make the playoffs. But man, Something has to turn around. I, I'm giving them at least one more week to prove to prove uh, prove me right. I guess. Yeah, I said earlier that everything that could go wrong for this Bills team has go, gone wrong. Uh, Mina Kimes tweeted this out earlier today. 
some offensive uh, numbers for the Bills, where they rank offensively in uh, a few key metrics. Third in DVOA, first in success rate, third in EPA per play, fourth in QBR, third in yards per play, second and third down conversion rate, third in red zone efficiency. So basically a top three offense in every single statistic, but yet they're somehow five and five. Uh, turnovers. Uh, it's not only is it turnovers, it, it's ill-timed turnovers. It's not like it's like a, they're on third and long and they throw a bomb uh, of a throw to try to get something going and it basically just turns into an arm punt. These are turnovers either deep inside their own territory or deep inside their opponent's territory where they're about to score. They're either getting points taken off the board almost directly or directly giving the other team points. Uh, which just kills you. There's NFL games don't last long enough for that to happen to you twice a game and be able to get it, uh, come away with a win. Yeah. Uh, maybe if there were, you know, I was going to say eight quarters, but that wouldn't make sense. Maybe if there were eight eighths and games took <laughs> six hours to play, maybe over the long term, the Bills would, uh, would win these games. But with only four quarters, a couple of those bad plays and you're toast. And then you lose a game by one point. You lose a game by two points. Uh, and then it's not even turnovers. Last night it was a, uh, after all the turnovers and everything that happened, they still had the game won. But, oh, they had 12 guys on the field for the game winning field goal. Uh, give the Broncos another crack at it. It's the just, penalty, it's, too. The penalty that, that preceded it. You're, you're sitting here going, it's not just turnovers, as you mentioned. The penalty against Taron Johnson and then the 12 men. Who do you think that 12th man was? I don't know. I mean, my, my point is that guy is getting an – I don't know if the Bills will ever say who it is because, you know, that guy's going to get some hate mail. But, dude, as you mentioned, that might have sunk their season. Yeah, Having a 12th dude on the field for a field goal when it's very windy, very cold. Will Lutz had already missed one extra point. Uh, not just missed an extra point. Another one uh, the couldn't get the, the snap down, right? Uh, the hold down, it wasn't a gimme. And then that, man. I do not think they make the playoffs. I think last night was the end of their season. Um, five and five, so you got to imagine, especially in the AFC, they probably need to win 10 games to make the playoffs, so they got to go um, five, five and, and five. Five and two, right? Five and two. So I guess they could, but still, will 10 games make the playoffs? Maybe. But, I mean, the, the rest of their games are... I mean, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Dolphins are five of uh, the remaining. I mean, let's say they lose to the Chiefs. We'll give your Chiefs that win. You got to beat the Eagles, Cowboys, Chargers, and Dolphins. Like, yeah, it's tough. And then, and then still win the winnable games that they have, which they haven't been able to do this season. Like another game against the Jets. Um, like those games aren't necessarily uh, gimmies either. They play the Jets uh, next week. Um, and then the Patriots. I mean, Mm. They already lost to the Patriots this year, so yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs. And it, it, what's what's hard is this is kind of the closing of their window, right? This is kind of they went all in, like that trade for Von Miller, that contract. That contract is absurd. By the way, he's not been great. Mm -hmm. You know, Josh Allen getting paid now. Stephon Diggs, there's a little unrest. There's been unrest there. You know, Gabe Davis, for whatever your thoughts are on Gabe Davis, going to be a free agent, right? I mean, there is some situations where you're sitting here going, okay, that defense isn't getting any younger. You know, Matt Milano's great and all, but he's injured now. Tredavious White's not been the same Tredavious White that we've seen. He's been injured as well. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, they've been perpetually injured and getting older. I mean, you look around that team, and again, I, I, I've been a big, big supporter 
of the Bills because I think they're a really good, will really well-built team. But at some point, their window's closing, and you're going to have to blow that thing up. And when you do, it's not going to be pretty because Josh Allen already plays hero ball. What's he going to do when he doesn't have the weapons? Although I will say they hit on Dalton Kincaid, who's going to have a tight end. But, I mean, it's going to be hard for the Bills, I think, in a couple of seasons, maybe starting next year, um, maybe a few thin years. Yeah. Uh, what about the Bengals? Uh, the Bengals are kind of sneakily in a lot of trouble, too. Uh, obviously, a rough start to the season. Um, they then kind of caught fire there, but now they're they are also five and four, or not also five and four. Bills are five and five. They're five and four right now. They're outside of the playoffs looking in. And the Bengals actually have, uh, based on opponent win percentage, the toughest schedule uh, remaining. Now, I actually think I know win percentage, they have a tougher schedule, but I actually think the Bills have a tougher schedule based on the teams. Because some of the games that the Bengals play against, like they play the Steelers twice or six and three. They're going to be favored in that game by, by a pretty big, uh, significant margin. Uh, but still, not an easy schedule the rest of the way. Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars, Browns, Steelers twice, Vikings. Um, do the Bengals make the playoffs? Man, um, this is a tough one here because the Bengals are getting right, but they're also getting injured. Jamar Chase not expected to play Thursday. T. Higgins, I mean, uh, no, Jamar's supposed to play. T. Higgins is not expected to play on Thursday, correct? If I'm not mistaken. I think that's right, yeah. Um, you know, they've been banged up at wide receiver, which again, when you have two wide receiver ones and a wide receiver two and Tyler Boyd, I mean, you can afford to do that. But offensive line, they've tried to restructure this. It's not been great. Um, man, the, the, the AFC North is just tough, right? I know the Steelers, they played twice, and then we're like, we don't think the Steelers are a good team. They play them tough. I don't think the Browns are a great team, but the Browns right. just beat the Ravens. Everything is tough in the AFC North. It's always going to be a dogfight. I think it was actually you, if I'm not mistaken, who said the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs this year when we headed into this season. Um, so I want to tip my cap to you if, I, if that was you. You were down on the Bengals compared to me, and so far it kind of thinks, or I'm kind of thinking that you might be right. Yeah, I don't know if I specifically said they were going to make the miss the playoffs. Maybe I did. Uh, I'll take credit for that. Um, I definitely was not high on them. I, I know I bet the under on their win total. Um, but then again, I mean, yeah, the Bengals and the Bills are on the outside looking in. But there are some teams in the AFC playoffs right now that that I don't that I do think are going to kind of collapse down the stretch, like the Steelers at six and three. I don't think they're yeah. going to make the playoffs. The Browns, while the Browns have the best defense in the NFL, their offense is not good. I could see the Browns falling out. I mean, the Texans are great right now. Everyone's high on the Texans, but they are still only five and four right now, the same record as the Bengals. Uh, so the AFC playoff race is going to be extremely exciting uh, down the stretch, where in the NFC, it's almost decided already, except for the, who's going to win the NFC South. Outside of that, almost every other playoff team has been decided. Uh, the Vikings have a two-game, a game-and-a-half lead on the wild final wild card spot right now and nobody else like bucks aren't going to do it commanders aren't going to do falcons aren't going to do packers like so uh but the afc is going to be fun down the stretch i'm just saying is josh dobbs the new nick Foles? just just one is it more games uh, obviously more games but is he gonna get a statue erected outside of uh the viking stadium yeah we'll see i'm not i'm not, I'm not ready to i'm not jumping on the josh dobbs train just quite yet mm um speaking of quarterbacks speaking about the houston texans you know what actually you just brought up josh Dobbs. why don't we just stay actually on the josh Dobbs right now uh can josh Dobbs lead the vikings on a playoff run it depends how can far he be say. a nick Foles? 
I, I think they make the playoffs. I do. Um, I said it before when Kirk Cousins was there and they were sitting out like, what, one in four? I go, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, they're going to be fine. Well, now there's no Kirk Cousins, but they're still finding ways to get it done. I think also it's a little um, showcase of why the NFC is so bad. I mean, the Saints, the Falcons, now you play the Broncos, but the Broncos aren't great. That's a winnable game. Uh, again, you're waiting for Justin Jefferson to come back. You're waiting for K.J. Osborne to come back. Who I believe K.J. Osborne is listed as questionable this week. Chance that he does come back, but you're still finding ways to win games. Uh, they've rallied around Josh Dobbs. You know, Kevin O'Connell's been a pretty darn good head coach, you know, scheming guys open. TJ Hawkinson uh, showing why he was brought in to the Vikings, right? He's been a, a huge piece. It was yeah. 128 yards last game. You know, I don't know about a deep playoff run. Like when they face the 49ers, when they face the uh, Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, can they score enough and can they stop those teams? Uh, I don't believe so. Even the Lions to an extent. Uh, maybe they win one game if they play, you know, uh, a team in the in, in the uh, NFC South game one, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. but barring that, I, I don't see it. But again, anything can happen, as we've seen this year in particular. The parity in the NFL, the any given Sunday, it rings so true. I'm just loving this for Josh Dobbs. Uh, he's he's earned himself a ton of money, and it's just a great story to watch. As of right now, PFF.com. Now, once again, I, I got to say, whenever I talk about PFF rankings, they certainly aren't the be all end all. Uh, they are flawed. They are a little bit subjective. Joshua Dobbs is going up the rankings in quarterback power, power rankings. Still only the 26th ranked quarterback in the NFL this season so far. But hey, I, I bet I, if you look I, over I his last two games, he probably has pretty good rankings the last two games since he joined the Vikings. So then how much of that is Josh Dobbs not being a good quarterback, but how, or how much of that is he was on the Cardinals? Yeah, I, I think there's some of that. And I also will say, I, PFF, again, as you mentioned, take it with a grain of salt. I like a lot of what they do, but I do find their quarterback uh, of any position the most flawed. Like you look at offensive line, defensive line, wide receivers, I think there's a really good uh, understanding there. Quarterback, and they've come out and mentioned before, it's really hard to judge some of these guys at quarterback. Um, I mean, he's not the 26th ranked quarterback in the NFL this season. He's been better than so many guys. I mean, how many guys are worse? I mean, Derek Carr has been worse. Jimmy G has been worse. Aiden O'Connell has been worse. Zach Wilson has been worse. Like I'm thinking like quarterbacks who've started games this year, right? right. I mean, he, he's probably been what? Top 20 easy. He's probably been eight top 18. Yeah. I mean, there's some questionable names above him. They, they have Jordan Love above him. Derek Carr above him. Yeah, no chance. Watson above him. Tyrod Taylor above him. Yeah, Kenny no Pickett chance. Above him. Yeah. Kenny Pickett's been buns, dude. I mean, Kenny Pickett's been atrocious. He's been atrocious. Because they've won six games, like that's the ultimate like 1930s argument. Well, wins losses, dog, buns. What what's buns? Where does buns come from? Is that like a Missouri thing? I don't know, man. I just, I like saying buns for PC. What do you mean say he's two scoops of ass? Like, I don't know. I've, I've, you're the only cheeks, other person that dude. I've used. Yeah, I've heard use the word buns. I've I've never heard that before. Sorry uh, before for, for keeping this a PC you. show. Buns. I just I didn't know it was a Kenny, word. Kenny Pickett is Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Like, give Mike Tomlin all the credit in the world. Mike Tomlin, I need to find out what it, what he's doing because he can. The Steelers have been uh, out gained in every single one of their games this season. They're like twenty eighth in net yards per play. Every metric, they're not a good team, but yet they're six and three. It, may, it honestly makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. It's and he does. It's this. It's year after year after year. No matter who's his quarterback. No matter you know. 
what players he has. It's the same thing every year. The Steelers continuously overperform. It makes no sense. And he still looks young. Like he didn't he sell his soul to, you know, all of a sudden just, you know, how head coaches at times that they just, they get real bulky or they get sturdy, if you will. Right. Not Tomlin. He looked great for 51. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. There's some voodoo going on. Um, all right, uh, C.J. Stroud, is he a legitimate MVP candidate? He is now minus 2,000 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, so unless he plays in every game of the rest of the season and he throws three interceptions a game, he will be your 2023 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Congratulations to you, Sterling. I believe you called that at the start of the year. Um, but now he's starting to enter the conversation uh, for MVP of the, of the year. Now he's uh, still a little bit far down the list. I think he's around plus 2,000 to win NFL MVP. Um, but I actually think there might be some value there if you want to mi- place a bet on C.J. Stroud to win MVP. He uh, leads the NFL in passing yards per game. Uh, some other stats here. Um, he's only thrown two interceptions. All the other MVP candidates have thrown a ton of interceptions, like Mahomes has thrown eight, I think. Yeah. Um, the only kind of knock against him is that his completion percentage isn't great. He's completed 61.6% of passes, but that hasn't mattered because he ranks third in yards per pass attempt, second in yards per completion. Uh, so he's like plus 2,000 to win NFL MVP. I think he's worth a bet. Not only do I think he's worth a bet, I think now is the time to bet on him uh, because he takes on the Cardinals this year, who have one of the, or this week, who have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. So if he has another 300-yard, four-touchdown performance, I think he's going to soar up this odds list. So do you think we should start considering him as an MVP candidate? Yes, 100%. In a year that has been so down with quarterback play, right? It's been so down. We talked about it, was it, last week, two weeks ago? We were talking about how Tyreek Hill, and which, again, I do think Tyreek Hill needs to get his name thrown in the ring. Christian McCaffrey needs to get his name thrown into the ring. But as we've discussed, it's a quarterback award now. Yeah. It is. And with that being the case, Mahomes has been down. Josh Allen, no chance. Joe Burrow's been down. Um, you know, two has been fine, right? He's been fine, but I, I don't think he's been spectacular. I think it has been a little bit more of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and the weapons around him. And then you also go, okay, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's probably his biggest competition at this point. Um, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, over 2,600 yards. You're five and four with a team that was horrendous last year. You know, for all the talk about Lamar Jackson didn't have any weapons, don't get me wrong, I like what Houston did, but Tank Dell's a rookie. Nico Collins, was he this big-name dude coming into this year? Robert Woods was their wide receiver one. Dude, he throws the ball deep. You mentioned the completion percentage, but it's not because he's checking down and missing guys. It's because he's launching the rock. CJ Stroud definitely deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Um it's just too bad his Wonderlick scores are low and he's not going to get any votes. I think that what's most impressive has been the fact he's only thrown two interceptions. That's and crazy. Like, As a rookie quarterback starting the NFL to only throw two interceptions this far into the season. Cause that's your big knock about rookie quarterbacks is that they make mistakes and those mistakes result in interceptions. He hasn't made mistakes. He threw one against the Bengals late in the game. Horrible. You can't do it in that situation. You can't do it. We go, okay, he might crumble. He's a rookie. This is it. Bengals going to win. What does he do? Drives his team down the field, throws an absolute dime, gets his team into field goal position. They walk it off. Doesn't crumble. Stones. Stones from Stroud. Man, I'm all in on that dude. 
Also, he's had a couple drives, at least one I know of earlier this season that was going to be the game-winning drive, but then the other team came came back and scored. Maybe it's just one, but I, it, against the Falcons, he led a game-winning drive, but then left too much time on the clock for Desmond Ritter in this red-hot Falcons offense, and they went down <laughs> and kicked a game-winning field goal. Um, but if that didn't happen, that's another game-winning drive. Like He has been as clutch as you can be for a rookie quarterback. Um, if people are curious who the MVP candidates are above him, you got Mahomes, Hertz, Tua, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. I think he should be above Joe Burrow. Yeah. Did you say um, Josh Allen? You didn't say Allen, did you? No, Josh Allen has dropped right. down to 28 to 1. I was going to say, Josh Allen's been, dude, he, talk about buns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after strategy, you got Brock Purdy, 25 to 1, then Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. 30 to one is kind of interesting. Jared Goff, 30 to one. Christian McCaffrey, 30 to one. Tyreek Hill, 50 to one. And that's it. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, all right. Uh, really quick. Will Aaron Rodgers return to the Jets at some point this season? He keeps talking about it. He says maybe mid-December return. Uh, he tore his Achilles like uh, two months ago. Um, it would be a medical miracle if he can somehow return. I don't think he will. I, I think he's like trying to speak it into existence. I don't think it's medically possible to return from a torn Achilles that quickly. I do think some of it comes down to where the Jets stand. They're four and right. five, but they play the Bills, and you expect the Bills to win, so then that means they move to four and six. If there's nothing to play for. I don't think he returns. Right. Uh, are we going to all just say this is a huge conspiracy and it was actually just a high ankle sprain all along, and uh, he's going to come back? It's like Kurt Schilling, right? The alleged... Uh, wasn't it Kurt Schilling the alleged ketchup instead of blood from the screw in his ankle in the 04 World Series, right? Um, <laughs> we're gonna say that's uh Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. I I think it all comes down to the Jets are in it, and I don't think they're gonna be in it anymore. I, I actually think Zach Wilson's been better than people give credit for. I don't think he's the issue, uh, at least as much as folks want to make it out to be that offensive line is atrocious. Their offensive uh, line might be the worst in the NFL. Garrett Wilson dropped what two balls last week. Yeah. Um, Alan Lazard's been horrendous. I mean, he's been horrible. Lazard's been a, been a bit of bust of a, of a free agent signing. He's been buns. I mean, he's been buns. Um, honestly, Zach Wilson's been in my mind better than what Rogers would be because Rogers can't move. Right. He can't, he can't move, especially if he comes back. Zach Wilson has had to dance around perpetually back there, run around, because the offensive line is is a sieve. It's given a pressure in a second and a half. Yeah, I actually, the more I watch the Jets, the more I think Aaron Rodgers would have had a bad season if he would have played. So, um, Orlando Lewis says the disrespect to Mahomes playing with a bunch of bums, still keeping up in all QB stats in seven and two. Shake my head. Thoughts? I, again, he's. Isn't he still the MVP front runner, according to a lot of odds, or top three, top yep. two? I mean, I'm not saying he's been bad. I mean, he, he's done a fine job with the weapons given, but the offensive line's been great. Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey on pace for over 1,100 yards this season. Um, I, again, if you're going to take the the Chiefs wide receivers – 
with their draft uh, pedigree versus mm-hmm. the Texans heading into this year, I, I, you might lean Chiefs. Now, of course, we know what we know now, and the Texans wide receivers have been better. They're getting separation, all that stuff. I get that stuff. But just based on pedigree, I, I'm giving a hat tip to what C.J. Stroud did. I'm not saying Mahomes isn't going to win MVP. I'm not saying he doesn't have a chance to win MVP. I'm just saying it has been so impressive what C.J. Stroud has done. 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, all the yards. Dude has been electric. Here's the thing about Mahomes, and this happens with uh, all great players uh, in every sport, all like generational talents. Um, yeah. You see it with like LeBron James as well, is that once it be- there becomes a point where like everyone knows that they're the best player in the NFL. So then people stop talking about that player. And then fans of that player or fans of that team are like, oh, people are disrespecting him. No, it's like, we like we get it. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL by far. We can't just yeah. keep saying it every week. We got to talk about other names. It happens with LeBron James. We were like, oh, you disrespect LeBron James. No, we get it. LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time. We can't just keep giving him like complimenting him every single week. We got to talk about other players. Well, and also I think it comes down to, especially for this year for Mahomes, and normally I think this happens, you get fatigue, right? As we're talking, right. you can get fatigue of these guys. You know, There's nothing Le- else to say. <laughs> you know, Le- LeBron would, would have won more, should have probably won more MVPs. Jordan probably should have won more MVPs. Kobe should have won more MVPs, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Mahomes, you, again, maybe should win more MVPs when his career is all said and done. But what you're doing is when you have um, – the Mahomesian standard is so high when you don't play up to that, right? When you don't play up to the level that he has already set for himself in his best years, the 50 touchdowns, the 5,000 yards, right? You look for someone else and say, well, he, he, he wasn't great this year because the standards are so freaking high that he set for himself. I think that's part of it as well. Uh, Justin in the chat says Bills lost their whole identity after 13 seconds game. Uh, this iteration of the Bills cannot win a Super Bowl. I agree with that, but also I think what, yeah, it was right after the 13 seconds game was when Brian Dable left to go to New York. So I, I, I think after that 30 sec, uh, 13 seconds game when they lost to the Chiefs, I think the identity left with Brian Dable. And now I think Josh Allen and Brian Dable both wish uh, that didn't happen. Um, and not only that, uh, the and actually we didn't mention this when talking with the Bills. The Bills fired their offensive coordinator uh, today. Uh, Ken Dorsey's gone out of Buffalo, so um, I'm sure Buffalo wishes they got had Brian Dable back. I'm sure Josh Allen wishes that he had Brian Dable back. And although Brian Dable won Coach of the Year last year, with this version of the Giants, I'm sure he wish he was back in Buffalo right now. Yeah, uh, I will also say for Ken Dorsey, how is that his fault? Like, like, it's not his fault that the Bills are a turnover machine. You look at those numbers that you laid out, top three in almost every single metric, but the turnovers, he can't control that. I think that's a little absurd. Maybe Bills fans have a different uh, viewpoint here, but uh, I find that pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like I said, I think this this Bills team is all just as many bad things that could have gone wrong for this Bills team. It is going wrong. It's a lot of bad luck. It's a lot of ill-timed turnovers. Don't necessarily think it was Dorsey's fault. Um, but I guess uh, Sean McDermott probably needed a bit of a scapegoat, and he used Ken Dorsey. And if they don't make the playoffs, I think McDermott's gone regardless, um, no matter what. Uh, all right, let's uh, start talking about some Week 10 games, uh, great slate of games, specifically with the primetime games, starting with Thursday Night Football. It is the AFC North showdown between the Bengals and the Ravens. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point home favorites, over under 46. Any thoughts on this game, Sterling? 
Yeah, it's going to be a great game, man. Thursday night football after last week, then you have this week. Um, I'm really looking forward to this, man. There's a lot on the line, as you've mentioned. Uh, the Ravens collapsed against the Browns. They need to win. Uh, but then the Bengals, obviously, they're fighting for the playoff lives. They need to win. Uh, obviously, no T. Higgins is going to be a loss for the Bengals. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, you know, I'm almost thinking the under might be the the play here, which is a little crazy to think about with these two teams. But then you talk about the Ravens. They're going to get back. The Browns decimated that defense, especially as the game progressed uh, last week. They're too prideful. That ain't going to happen again. Um, I like the under, I think, in this game more than anything. Also, Thursday night football, anything's uh, can happen. It's a little more wonky, right? You don't have the same time to go through the playbook to be prepared. You're still banged up. Give me the under. Yeah, if you're going to bet an under, I guess the time to do it is any time this season because unders have been hitting at a massive rate, especially on primetime go, though. Uh, primetime's primetime, the under has gone 25 and 7 in primetime games this season. That's a hitting at a rate of 78%, uh, which is unbelievable. I like the Ravens in this one, though. That's who I'm backing. Uh, sure, the Bengals' offense is still very good. Uh, so maybe just the two offenses are a wash, uh, but the Bengals. Defense is significantly worse than the Ravens defense. The Ravens have, I think, the number two defense in the NFL next to the Browns. The Bengals still rank bottom five in just about every single defensive metric. We saw uh, what happened last week when they take on a good quarterback. Um, And specifically, they can't stop the run. Giving up five yards per carry, that's a death sentence against the Baltimore Ravens. So I think the Ravens winning cover on Thursday night, but it's going to be a good one. Uh, AFC South game, the Jaguars, a uh, team that I was calling frauds for a little bit, um, and but they had a few good games they strung together, but then they did look like frauds uh, this past week against the 49ers, got just absolutely destroyed. Their offense looked all out of sorts. Uh, now a bit of an intriguing game against uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, and the Jaguars need to keep winning if they want to win the AFC South and not let the Texans catch them. So they are six and a half point home favorites over under 39 and a half. Any, uh, thoughts on this one? You know, the Jags defense has been their calling card this year, which is a little interesting considering going into the season, you thought it was going to be Trevor Lawrence with Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones and Travis Etienne going into last week, they were ranked what 21st in offensive EPA, um, you know, they weren't very effective. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been, quite frankly, I think overrated. Uh, like, because he was 1-1 and he looks the part, people are so quick to say, oh, yeah, he's one of those great quarterbacks. I'm sitting here going, I don't really see it. He's good. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's good. He, he, he's he's an above-average quarterback, but he's not going to necessarily move the needle, and he's not this year. This is not a great matchup, in my opinion, for the Jags. Uh, the physicality of the Titans perpetually week in, week out, year in, year out with Mike Vrabel. But it's not just Derrick Henry. Like, I think people are going to expect me to say, yeah, Derrick Henry's going to run the ball against him. I think it's Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears has been a revelation, mm-hmm. that one-two punch for the Titans, uh, as well as catching the ball out of the backfield. He's been very effective. Uh, Will Levis is not afraid to throw the ball. I'm not saying he's great throwing the ball, but he's not afraid to throw the ball. Um, that's a little different than what we've seen with Ryan Tannehill in the past. Um I think the Titans cover. I don't know if they win, but I think they cover. I think six and a half is too much. I agree. I'll also be on the Titans. Jaguars offense. Let's take a look at some numbers here. 23rd in EPA per play, 20th in yards per play, 25th and third down conversion rate, 29th in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. Uh, Those are not numbers that make me want to lay six and a half points on a team. Their offense has had a ton of issues. Their defense has been relatively pretty good, uh, but uh, their offense has had a ton of issues. Uh, the Titans and the Jaguars are right next to each other in net yards per play this season at 22nd and 23rd. I'll take six and a half with Tennessee. Yep. 
Um, Steelers against Browns, two uh, teams that I think are not as good as the record indicates, but both are six and three. Um, Browns, four-point home favorites in this AFC North game. Obviously a massive weekend for the AFC North with both the Bengals and Ravens playing against against each other and the Steelers and Browns. Browns, four-point favorites over under 37. I apologize if you can hear that. I'm getting it. There's trees getting cut down all along my street right now. And they decided 1144 a.m. was as good a time as any to just uh, do it right outside my house. Uh, that's that's always ideal. Um, but you're right. The Steelers and Browns, I don't think either team is very good. But they keep winning. I don't understand this. They keep winning. The Browns were getting just curb stomped early in that game against the Ravens. And then what do they do? They found a way to come back. Deshaun Watson has not been good. He's not been. Kenny Pickett has not been good. He hasn't been. And in today's NFL, when you don't have a good quarterback, I don't believe in those teams. They keep finding ways to win. I don't get it. Um, I'm going to go with the under in this game over anything else. Oh, I have, I have yep. zero feel. I have zero feel for this game. Yeah, I've been doing nothing but betting against the Steelers week after week after week. And Mike Tomlin, uh, with his voodoo, finds ways to cover and sometimes win these games. Uh, so now I'm going to stop betting on the Steelers and I'm going to bet on the Steelers, which means the Browns are going to win in cover. Um, but I, I will take the Steelers here. Um, I, neither offense is good. I'll take the team that's getting four points. Uh, Justin says, congrats, Sterling, on calling your shot on CJ Stroud being the best QB in this draft class. Yep. So far, so good on that one. It's not even close. Well, to be fair, Anthony Richardson did get hurt early in the year, so we didn't get a full feel for what Anthony Richardson has been able to do. Uh, but certainly, CJ Stroud uh, has been the best quarterback so far this season uh, of the rookies. Um, and uh, you picked him rookie of the year when he was, I think, like seven to one. Yeah. Thanks, Remember Jeff. when Bijan Robinson was the favorite to win rookie of the year? Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Sunday night football Vikings against Broncos, uh, kind of a sneaky, intriguing game. If the Broncos win this one. It'll be four straight for them, I think. Uh, and they'll be kind of right back into the mix for the, uh, for the AFC wildcard pitcher. Whereas the Vikings obviously are interesting. Uh, even if they lose, they'll still uh, have be holding on to a wildcard spot. But, uh, of course the story of Joshua Dobbs is one of the more intriguing headlines in the NFL this year. Um, so what kind of looked like a terrible Sunday night football game a few weeks ago, now all of a sudden has become an intriguing Sunday night football game. Broncos are two and a half point home favorites over under 43 and a half. I love the under in this one, which I will get to a little bit later Ooh. on when we talk about our bets. I know the, the offenses for both teams have been scoring at a least relatively decent rate, but the Broncos, what they do best is control the ball. They're not really explosive. Like that's not their game. And they found something. They found this formula. It's again, it's not great. I don't think in today's NFL you're gonna beat a lot of great teams with it, although they did beat the Bills, but the Bills I don't think are a great team this year. It's just run, run, pass. It's run four yards. Run four yards, play action, throw it four yards, catch it, do it all again. You look at Russell Wilson's numbers, the the box score is not great, but it's like what, 25 of 30 for 200 yards. Like He's just taking care of the football. That's all he's doing. And then he made one great play. One great play in the red zone. He got out of the the potential sack, throws it up an absolute beautiful rainbow where only Cortland Sutton could make it. And of course, give Cortland Sutton a lot of credit as well. He made the catch. That was incredible, phenomenal. You make one play like that and you win the game. That's what it comes down to. Take care of the ball. You kick the field goals, time of possession. It's old school football. 
Doesn't work often in today's NFL, but it, it's going to hit the under, I think, and that's why I'm all in on it. Yeah, the Broncos, who uh, were on a historic pace of the worst defense in NFL history to start the year, have now in four straight games kept the Chiefs to 19 points, the Packers to 17 points, the Chiefs to 9 points, and the Bills to 22 points. All of a sudden, their defense uh, is looking very good. So I will take the Broncos because uh, I want to fade Joshua Dobbs because he makes me angry. Um, Why does he make you angry? Let Josh Dobbs into your heart, okay? Let him in there. Open your heart. Open because of, because of what he did against the Falcons. That's why. Um, and I just I refuse to believe he's a good quarterback because he's better than anyone that's on the Falcons. Well, debatable. Who? Uh, <laughs> Monday, Monday Night Football a game. Of, <laughs> Monday Night Football a game of the week. Right? Let's let's Falcons are on bye week. We don't need to talk about the Falcons right now. Uh, best game of the week. Best game of the year. It is a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. It is the Chiefs. It is the Eagles. It is the Kelsey Bowl. It is everything you could possibly want in a game. Uh, too bad Taylor Swift probably won't be there since she's uh, in South America somewhere. Um, Chiefs two and a half point home favorites over under 45 and a half Sterling. Uh, can your Chiefs get it done? I sure hope so because the AFC is getting tight. They got all the help they needed last week when they were on their bye. But man, I'm a little nervous about this game. The Eagles aren't a great matchup for Kansas City. Um, the, they're, they're just not. Uh, the defensive line for the Eagles is so talented trying to put pressure on the tackles that Kansas city has. I think the interior holds up, but it's the tackles where I have a little bit of worry. And while the Eagles weakness this year has been their secondary, the chiefs haven't shown the ability to take advantage of that, right? Like you think, okay, the Eagles have one fatal flaw, but the chiefs fatal flaw is the same thing as their, is their wide receivers. So that's what it comes down to for me is who steps up. Who is going to be the team? What 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 position group is going to be the the group that steps up and takes the victory here? I'm hoping it's the Chiefs, but it does make me a little nervous here. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I bet on the Eagles when uh, these two teams played in the Super Bowl. Uh, this time I'm going to be betting on the Chiefs though because I actually think the Eagles are kind of fraudulent this year. I do not think they're as good as their record. I don't think they've been as good of a team as they were last year. Their defense has had a lot of holes so far this season, uh, and actually their defense is been kind of uh, been average at best to be completely honest uh if we look at some numbers here they're 19th in opponent epa per play 17th in opponent success rate chiefs defense are fourth and fifth in those two stats uh their third down defense has also been terrible as well teams are getting um for converting 42.61 percent of third downs against them that's 25th in the nfl mm. so both offenses sure might be a wash even though the offenses even though the chiefs um have struggled getting points at times a season. The offensive advantage is a slight one to the Chiefs, but the defense advantage is, is a big time towards the Chiefs. So uh, yeah. I, I, I like the Chiefs in this one, um, yeah. which pains me because I actually like the Eagles as a team better. Um, I'm annoyed of the Chiefs, but the numbers, I think, point towards this being the Chiefs game. Yeah, it, it's going to be a good one, man. I, I honestly cannot wait again, but the Chiefs wide receivers have to do something to this one. They have to get open. If you can't get open against this Eagles secondary, which has struggled, um, I don't know how much hope there is for the rest of the year, especially off of a bye. If off of a bye with Andy Reid against the Eagles, you can't get open, uh, I will have a lot more worries for the season going forward for Kansas City. 
All right, let's uh, let's get into our picks uh, for this week. Uh, Sterling, you had another strong week. Uh, you have bounced all the way back. You are now five hundred uh, after going uh, two and one last week. Uh, we both hit our, our. I went one and two. You went two and one. So you beat me this uh, past week. You have closed the gap. We both hit our spread bets. I was on uh, Buccaneers minus one and a half against the Titans. You were on Vikings plus two and a half against the Saints. Uh, I lost my total bet last night by a missed extra point between the Broncos and the Bills. I took over 46 and a half. It finished at right at 46. Uh, you did hit the over, though, in Texans Bengals. I did like that pick quite a bit, over 46 and a half. That pit, uh, hit relatively easily. Um, you did not hit uh, your underdog pick this week, though. You've been pretty strong with underdogs for the most part this season. Um, but this past uh, weekend, you're close, uh, but the Chargers did not beat the Lions, and I was on the Packers over the Steelers, which also did not hit. So I went one and two, you went two and one. That brings you back to 15 and 15 on the year. And based on how many underdogs you've hit, I would say that's probably a profitable record. Uh, I am 16 and 11 on the year. Um, taking a couple steps back these past couple of weeks. I think uh, I'm let's, seven and two uh, over the past three weeks though. I think I'm seven and two. Which is, well, I was so bad. I mean, that, that, I'm not trying to pound my chest. I'm saying that's how bad I was to start the year. I couldn't get anything right. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, that's that's the ebbs and flows of the football season. You got highs, you got lows, and uh, you f- fought all the way back. Now you have what eight weeks, n- eight weeks, nine weeks to go. Uh, you can have a pretty strong record by the end of this. Uh, let's get into our. Uh, oh, really quick, I'll just address this question by Justin in the chat. What's your take on Bijan's use or lack thereof? Go back to last week's episode. I had a big rant on it. I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing. Um, he finally gave Bijan a, a red zone carry this past week, and he scored a touchdown. So, I mean, Arthur Smith is more interested in using his good players as decoys and then using his backups as the actual main ball carriers. It makes no sense whatsoever. If you're going to use an eighth overall pick on a running back, then not use him. I, I don't understand the point of that uh, when you had a lot of other holes on the team, and it's frustrating, and I'm, I'm numb to the pain at this point uh orlando says eagles defense ain't what they were last year yes uh, i agree totally um all right let's get into spread bets of the week uh, i'll start off here with my spread bet i took uh i, I went against the titans the, last week with my spread bet uh i took the buccaneers minus one and a half against the titans this week i'm on the titans we already talked about this game but i'll take the titans plus six and a half i think a lot of the metrics and numbers even though I, I will say the Jaguars are the more talented team, but in terms of how these two teams have performed this season, I actually think they're a lot similar than what the spread indicates. Um, so I will take these six and a half points with Tennessee uh, in Jacksonville for my favorite spread bet. Yeah, I like that one a lot, uh, but you got to the show sheet first today, so you were able to put that one in. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Chargers, uh, with the Packers, Chargers three-point favorites Ooh. on the road. Um, the Packers and the shine of Jordan Love has worn off. You know, the first couple of games of Jordan Love, I was sitting here going, all right, I, I, I can kind of see something here. He slings the ball. He gets the ball downfield. He, he, he can be very aggressive. And then the points stopped coming and the interceptions and incompletion kept happening uh you mentioned it the completion percentage of jordan love was not sustainable it's not sustainable um the chargers again they're they're playing for the playoff lives i mean it feels like every single week um brandon staley i've said it for i don't know three weeks now he's fighting to keep his own job right you know if you lose to the packers it's done if he loses to the packers he's probably getting canned he's probably not getting that flight back home um i like the pack or i like the uh the Chargers in this one to cover the three-point spread. Uh, I actually like the Packers in this one, to be completely honest. Um, Chargers defense stinks. Uh, might be the worst defense in the NFL. 
Um, and I think the Packers are a little bit better in the record shows, especially defensively. So we're on opposite sides for this one, but uh, I did not give out Packers as my best bet. So uh, I wish you uh, the best of luck. Uh, favorite total bet of the week. Um, I'm back on another over. I'm on the over between the Bucks and the 49ers over 41 and a half. Uh, I am surprised it's this low of a total. I think both offenses for this team have at least from a metric standpoint been better than the two defenses. Um, and it's really just quite that simple. If a, a total of 41 and a half, I would expect the defense to be the strength of both teams has not been the case this year. Dolphins also dead last the NFL and opponent third down conversion rate. The 49ers offense is going to be able to stay on the field. And I think Baker Mayfield and uh, these Buccaneers receivers will do enough to contribute to this over as well. So low total 41 and a half. I'll take the over between the Bucks and Niners. Uh, I love the Vikings Broncos under 43 and a half 43 and a half is way too many points uh, the Broncos as I mentioned uh, they stay on the field long drives they're not very effective but they're long drives will settle for a lot of field goals and then again Josh Dobbs I think we're going to probably see one of his first um, below average games right the Broncos defense I do think is they found something with this Broncos defense uh, again, Josh Dobbs, I think is better than you're giving him credit for, but again, he's not this elite quarterback. Um, I love the under in this game, 43 and a half. I think that's way too many points. Uh, all right. Upset of the week. I'm taking a massive, uh, uh, underdog here, Sterling. I'm taking the Chicago bears to upset the Detroit Lions as 10 point underdogs four to one on the money line. I think there are some signs now, obviously the Lions probably will win this game, but I'm taking a big shot here. I think there are some signs that uh, we could see a potential upset here. Uh, the Lions defense is below average at best uh, bottom half of the NFL in uh, opponent EPA per play opponent success rate and opponent yards per play. And also the bears defense trending in the right direction, uh, not nearly as bad as they were at the start of the year. Uh, they're actually 10th in the NFL in net yards per play over the last three games, seventh in the NFL in opponent yards per play over the last three games. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not guaranteeing it, but if you want to take a shot at a huge underdog this week, I think the bears are kind of live in this NFC North game. I hate it. I thoroughly dislike it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's horrible. I, don't blame um, I get what you're trying to do and you're going to call me soft Charmin ultra. I get it. There's not really a game I'm looking at where I'm like, yeah. You know, two weeks ago, we, were, we loved a lot of upsets. This week, yeah. I'm, I'm just not seeing a ton. The line keeps going back and forth on Seattle with the Rams. So right now, I'm actually looking at as Seattle are one-point underdogs where I'm looking at uh, on the road. I'm not big on Seattle, but I'll take Seattle if they're going to be one-point underdogs against the three and six Rams. The Rams, again, I keep expecting their offense to get right. Cooper Cup should be back this week, right? Cooper Cup's there. Um, he's healthy, which is good, but hasn't really hasn't really mattered. Uh, they're very ineffective running the ball, and they run the ball way too often. You know, Daryl Henderson has been running the ball, what, 10 carries for 19 yards, and it's like 20 carries for like 40. Like, I don't understand the Rams' obsession with getting one or two yards a carry. They've done it for three years now. It makes zero sense, but yet they keep perpetually doing it. They'll do it again against the Seahawks, and it won't be effective. I like the Seahawks uh, to upset the Rams. Is that an upset? I think it's a pick em. I think that's a cop-out. I, th I think that's a pick -up. Yeah, that was a cop-out because I really don't like anything else. Um, they're, they're, they're plus I, one. I, I don't think I can allow that. I think I have to veto it. Okay, that's fair. That's a pick -em. That's a pick -em. Oh, son of a gun. You know what? Fine. Let's do it. 
Well, if you're going to get crazy with it, I'll get crazy with it. Give me the Giants over the Commanders. <laughs> I don't hate it, to be honest. I'm on the Giants to cover, so I don't hate it. I'm putting it in the, the thing right now. Giants over Commanders. Oh, man, that's fair. All right, I like that, it. Let's get crazy this week. That was a cop-out. That was a cop-out. Yeah, come on. They're, they're upsets. Yeah. Let's, let, let's get a little crazy. They're not supposed yeah. to win anyways. I get it. I get it. All right, so I'm still alive in Survivor. Yes, this is what we got to finish off the show with. We're kind of at the limit here, so uh, longer show than I thought it was going to be today. But yeah, you have uh, still alive in Survivor. You had the Cowboys last week. That was easy. I mean, you could have taken the Cowboys to cover the spread, and it would have been an easy winner. Uh, so yes, you cannot pick the Commanders, the Bills, the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Lions, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Chargers, the Saints, or the Cowboys. You're in the final stretch. All the teams that that are that are heavy favorites this week, I can't pick, including the Commanders. Oh, bleep me! Have I picked the Jags? You have not picked the Jaguars, no. Oh, I hate it. I, we've talked this entire show about how we think the Jag or the Titans are going to cover. Yep. <sighs> final answer like howie mandel we're taking the deal it's the jaguars all right i mean hey they could still we could still see uh the jaguars win but the titans cover that's certainly a possibility uh i am unfortunately rooting for you to lose because like we've agreed the longer you last the better prize i'm going to give you since i lost back in like week four uh now it's getting to the point where i'm starting to get a little bit worried so uh i'll be rooting heavily for the titans this week i hate this i hate this yeah you know you didn't have many other options though this is the downside of of picking uh well no i still have the chiefs and the eagles the issue is they play each other (laughs) right uh all right so it is uh it is the uh jaguars against the titans uh that has been our video this is the nfl week uh, 11 edition of stacking the box uh follow sterling on uh homes on twitter or x at homestretchkc. follow me at ian mac bets i-a-i-n-m-a-c bets sign up uh for super draft dfs uh with the promo code fan and get uh 20 20 deposit match and you will also receive a first a free pick in your first game uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like this video, all that good stuff. Sterling, any final thoughts? Good week of football. Everyone stay healthy. A lot of good, good games. Uh, even though we like the unders, life is too short to be the unders. So it's hopefully, at least for our viewing experience, we get a lot of overs. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, enjoy Everyone, uh, enjoy the games. Best of luck if you decide to bet on the games. Uh, take care, and we will talk to you all next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.